Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story where someone assumes a random person is a valet driver. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Want my section because I make more money? Go ahead, I'll still make more than you. This all happened about 18 years ago. I was a waitress for a village inn. I worked the morning shift because it had the most business. Now, this is back when smoking was still allowed in restaurants, and we had a smoking section and a non-smoking section. Our seating chart was designed for this in mind, and never changed even after the restaurant went full non-smoking. Now, on Sunday, we had your wonderful church rush that would pack the entire place for hours, so Sunday was totally non-smoking until 3pm. On the weekends, we would have about 8 servers. This meant that smoking side had 2 while the other side had 6. So if you worked the smoking side, you had 10 tables to take care of, while the other servers had 4. Management knew I was good at what I did, and would always put me in the biggest section on Sunday, and I could take care of all 10 of the tables no problem. Now, servers always talk about their tips, and without fail, I always made more than anyone else. This caused anger from some of the newer servers, and they said it was because I always got the better section. Management came to me and told me what was going on, and that's when we decided on malicious compliance. Okay, you can have my section next Sunday, and I'll take this small section. But since I'm on the other side of the restaurant, I won't be able to help you as much. I then got to enjoy a less stressful Sunday, did my job like normal, turned my tables and made a ton of money. The other server was running around like crazy and not getting much done. At the end of the shift, they learned that they made less than the week before because of how bad they were taking care of their tables. And the church crowd are horrible if you aren't taking care of them right. It was always great to hear the server say you can have your section back, I don't want it ever again. Now, this wasn't a one-time thing, this happened many times over the five years I worked there. Every time it happened, I still made more money. Every time we would get a new server complain, I just smiled and said go ahead, take my section, I could use a break. I think it goes without saying that OP clearly was very good at their job to be tipped so well, but would you guys say that there's more things that also might factor into why OP was getting so many more tips? I'm not saying it is the reason, but it could be a contributor. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, if you must know, Significant Other and I were talking about my old boss and what a delight she was, and I recalled something that happened that was perfect to share here. Some backstory, my boss, we'll call Mrs. Scott, kept the room we worked in about 5 to 10 degrees too warm to save money on cooling costs. Now, I'll admit that I run hot and it was more irritating to me, but other co-workers had complained, so there was that. Also, I was on my feet walking around for most of the day. These factors, along with my thick thighs, led to a few painful skin problems, namely two boils on said thighs that also got really swollen over a weekend. Sunday night I go into an urgent care for some relief from the terrible pain, 
and they end up lancing the boils. Felt so much better after, but I knew I would need at least a day or two to take care of the new wounds before going into work. So I texted Mrs. Scott. I even attached a picture of the work note the doctor gave me for good measure. That backfired splendidly though because the timestamp was 4 hours off and I should have told her sooner. Anyways, it was the usual lecture. We don't have enough people for you to just call out whenever, blah blah blah. I said I totally understand, I know I'm needed, but doctor's orders. After that back and forth, we come to an agreement that I'd be back in 2 days. Okay, good. Texting with her was done, I could relax and focus on getting better. But no, one more text from her. I know you don't have to tell me, but why were you in the ER? Significant other got so pissed at that text and reminded me that she has no right to that information. But I knew something about her. She is so squeamish at everything there is possibly to be squeamish about. And I had a plan. I happily let her know in graphic and colorful detail why I went to the ER and made a small dig about how the temperature of my daily environment might have some effect on this reoccurring. She said, I wish I never asked. Darn right. Oh, and the thermostat got turned down a few degrees when I got back in. It was incredibly unprofessional for her to ask that, but I will say there is some level of morbid curiosity even if you are squeamish. I'm not gonna lie, there's been some times where I end up in some corner of YouTube watching some kind of video probably medical in nature where i can't even like actually watch it i have to pause and just like skip through it just out of morbid curiosity our next story is you have to use your vacation days for context this takes place in the netherlands which has a very different working culture and legislation than the u.s recently i got a message from hr that i still had a lot of holiday hours open many of which would lapse as of july 1st as a matter of law I was aware of this, but in the past I was always able to sell them for money. In the COVID years I've hardly been away for mostly obvious reasons, and I'm getting 32 days per annum. In other words, my vacation days had piled up, and my current balance was a grand total of 390 hours. That's excluding the new 32 days from 2023. So that's almost 10 weeks of holidays. Of these, I had to finish roughly 200 hours, or 5 weeks, before July 1st. Possible of course, but hardly ideal. Not for my employer, our customer, or for myself. Which is why I thought it wouldn't be a problem to sell these extra hours for extra salary, as I had done before. But I was quite wrong. HR told me to contact my manager, who denied my request. I explained to him exactly how many days I still had open. He would ask the CEO, but the CEO sent me a message about how they care about work-life balance and mental health, etc. For the record, I fully agree with this stance in principle. And frankly, I think the measly amount of holidays people in the US get is shameful. And the culture in which it's sort of not done to actually take your holidays, I find outright toxic. I'm glad I'm working in a country and for an employer where the situation is much better. But on the other hand, one has to be practical. Covid was inflicted upon us all, and you can't compensate for a lack of holidays taken in the past with taking copious amounts of holidays now or in the near future. I love to travel and to socialize, but I slash we couldn't go anywhere or do much and I didn't see the point in taking holidays just to sit home more. 
In fact, my work provided me with some much needed structure during the lockdown times. And working from home meant that work was actually much more stress-free than it was in the office. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So anyway, I brought up my situation and my reasoning, but it was still denied. I was told it's good to take off some days and to go on holiday and so on. Again, I'm not opposed to this at all, but the scale of the problem seemed to have just escaped the manager and the CEO. I had and have already planned on traveling for two weeks to Sicily and Greece if anyone's interested, maybe also mainland Italy again, but after that I'd still have three weeks which I would need to finish. I also have a long weekend planned to Iceland, but that only takes several paid holidays because of the weekend in the middle. It is then that I decided to start complying maliciously. Instead of trying to argue the point again with my CEO, I planned a meeting with my line manager and the account manager of the customer I'm working for. I told them I wanted slash needed to take every Friday off basically until July or my days would lapse. I didn't ask for permission because whilst paying out holidays is voluntary, they need a very good excuse to deny leave requests, such as denying requests for key figures last minute when you're in the middle of a big project with deadlines, etc. But my request wasn't one of those, and obviously they're not allowed to deny a payout and my leave request anyway. It would be super hypocritical too. So as a good and diligent employee, I wanted to make sure that our customer was aware of my sustained de facto reduction in capacity and wanted to discuss how we could best bring up this potentially touchy subject with them. After all, this structural reduction of capacity is different from a normal two-week vacation or just some days off here and there, which is a pretty normal situation here, even for contractors. Since they're a key account and I'm working for them as a senior DevOps slash cloud engineer, I had anticipated to have a slightly awkward meeting with my manager and the account manager discussing the details, after which I already half expected they'd U-turn at some point and decide to pay out my vacation days after all. But they exceeded expectations because when I entered the meeting, not a word was spoken about my two denied requests for converting my holidays, or about the framing I'd given this meeting about how and who wanted the honor of telling the big customer they'd be losing 20% of my capacity, and my employer would get to charge 20% less. 
Instead, the account manager just asked for how many days I still had open, which we were easily able to see in the system. He then proposed to just pay out all my open holidays from 2022 and before, so 10 weeks instead of the requested 5, so the backlog would be cleared and this situation wouldn't occur again. Happy days! I've already received two and a half months extra in salary, and I still have all my 32 days from this year, so I have more than enough days for my holidays and for general R&R, so my work-life balance is really not in danger. Although it did reach a pretty happy outcome, I'm not gonna lie, the idea of being able to take every Friday off also, if you have like a three-day weekend every week, that does sound pretty enticing, right? Our next story is... Need a car? I'm a police officer in a large city in the south of England. In the police, there are four levels of driving. For ease, I'll call these 1, 2, 3, and 4. 4 being the lowest level, normal driving, and 1 being the highest. High performance cars, blue lights, all levels of drivers can drive any police vehicle. The cast is me, a police constable of 18 months service at the time of the story, level 4 driver. Tom, a police constable called Tom, who was and probably still is a jerk, a newly qualified level 2 driver with 3 years service at the time, a sergeant on my team. The story, a few years ago I was on a response team answering 999 calls. The general rules on vehicle allocations is first come first served. However, if there are no vehicles available, then lower level drivers have to give up their vehicle to hire qualified drivers. Simple. On this faithful day, several years ago, the high powered vehicle was away for a service. And in its place, an old crappy Vauxhall Astra estate, so we weren't short of a car. Also on the fleet was a brand new, less than a thousand miles, Ford Focus estate. Now, I was the first out of the briefing room and into the yard. So I made a beeline for the brand new motor and whipped the keys out of the ignition. Tom also made a dart for the vehicle. Realizing I got the keys, he clapped his hands together and gestured for me to throw him the keys. Nope. No chance. What a jerk. He started to complain that he's the higher qualified driver and so needs the car. My response? The crappy Astra's still available. Off I went to check my emails before heading out. As I'm logging on, a private call on my radio, it's the sergeant. Sergeant says, Tom says there's no cars and you won't give him your car. I say I'll pop into the office. Off I went to the office and explained how Tom was a jerk, and was being a jerk, and that there is a car available, the crappy Astra, which he just doesn't want. The sergeant says, make sure Tom's got a car, as long as it's got four wheels it'll do. I say no worries, I think you can see where this is heading. Off I go into the yard to collect the keys to the crappy Astra. I said, Tom, sergeant said to make sure you've got a car. Here you go. I give him the keys to the Astra. Tom with a big poop-eating grin. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see the outcome, but I'm reliably informed that when Tom got out to the yard and hit unlock on the fob, he went ballistic, calling me all names under the sun and refusing to use the car for the whole shift. He wouldn't drive it any further than the nearest station to pick up a different car. I feel a little bit sorry for my mate who was paired with him for the shift. He didn't challenge me on vehicle allocations again, and generally stayed out of my way until he left a few months later. It just never gets tiring being able to stick it to a total jerk. 
This guy Tom was out here trying to treat LP like their junior varsity and Tom's the star quarterback. Clapping their hands together like, alright, come on, throw me the football, there are no other footballs to practice with. Our next story is, okay, if you insist. Just a stupid little story from my military days. I was on Liberty in San Francisco, just walking around the city in a fairly nice set of duds. A blue button-down, tan slacks and comfortable shoes, not sneakers. I'd stopped at a good place for lunch, kind of upper crust but still affordable, even on a sailor's salary, provided one didn't make a habit of it. A good selection of seafood and a great salad bar. They also had valet parking for those who desired it, which brings us to the point. I was walking out, trying to make up my mind about what to do next. I could cable car to the wharf or take the bus back to base, but neither really appealed to me. What I really wanted to do was head over to the North Shore and catch a movie, but I didn't have the funds for the necessary taxi rides to do so, and there wasn't any time to catch across town before the movie started. Then a brand new Lincoln Continental pulled up. An overdressed woman got out and tossed me a set of keys, saying, I'm meeting somebody for lunch, so park it somewhere close because I don't know when I'll need it. I looked at the keys and said, Um, I'm sorry, but I'm not. She interrupted me with, I don't care where you park it, so don't worry. I tried three more times to get it through to her that I wasn't the valet or something, but she kept shutting me down, progressively getting ruder and ruder. So, okay, I got behind the wheel and drove to the movies. I found a nice garage, one where they parked the car, and handed them the keys. That was the night I saw Star Wars, so it worked out pretty good. You can tell this lady was spoiled beyond spoiled because, in any event where I give somebody else the keys, I'm going to make darn sure well they actually are the valet. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.